it starts with purpose, right? Why do you serve your audience? Who are they? Get us get a kind of a saying or a slogan. What is it that matters to you about what you're doing? So have that purpose. Number two, recruit your team. We don't do this alone. We never do this alone, right? You can't, it's literally impossible. Number three, make friends in your industry. Make sure you know everyone in your industry and they know you. Be consistent with uh, your content. So it's not just dropping the episode on the days you say you will, at the times you say you will for trust with your audience. It's also consistency in your format. And number five, after you've been podcasting for a while, ask yourself, what is the point of the show? Where am I going? Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. Podcasting has become more and more popular in recent years. In fact, there are more than 2.4 million podcasts around the world. Isn't that crazy? So how do you stand out in this vast sea of podcasts? Well, today's guest has a lot to teach us about that. Lindsay McMahon is the co-host of All Ears English podcast, which is downloaded 7 million times per month globally. The podcast has been ranked in Best of Apple podcast categories in 2018 and 2019 and number one in U.S. education language courses. The podcast's social media channels combined have more than 200,000 followers. In addition, Lindsay and her team have been featured in Podcast Magazine, Language Magazine, and Forbes. What has been Lindsay's secret to success? We're about to find out. Hi, everybody. It's Marilis here. And today we talk again about podcasting with someone whose podcast is one of the largest. So I am very excited to hear how we can grow one podcast to millions of downloads per month globally. So I'm very honored to welcome Lindsay McMinn as our guest here today. Welcome. Thank you, Marilise. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you for being with us. So please, Lindsay, walk our listeners through your own journey so we can get to know you better. Why and how did you find your way to podcasting? Yeah, you know, back in 2013, so this is many, many years ago, um, I I was enjoying podcasting as a listener. I was a listener. It was a new medium. It was this cool thing. It was kind of nerdy, kind of techie. And I was listening to a lot of personal development podcasts, um, just shows that I'm not sure if anyone even knows them, to be honest. And I thought to myself, hey, it would be cool to start a podcast for English language learners because that was my field. I had taught English in Japan. I had taught English to adults in Buenos Aires in Argentina and Guatemala. I had traveled the world and had learned how to teach English, but I saw the problems in classrooms that adult students were just not feeling confident. They knew all the Mm -hmm. grammar. They spent Mm -hmm. hours memorizing words, but when it came to this kind of connection, human connection and conversation, it just didn't work. So I wanted to create something brand new using this new technology and break the old frames for them. You know, break the old way of thinking about learning English. So that's where we started. I love that. How many years ago did you start it with podcasting yourself? Well, this was 2013. So, 2013. oh my God. So quite a few years ago. Almost yeah, 10 years nine ago. Nine years ago. Yes, yes. Oh my God, that, that, what a great journey. So, 
and I, th I can so relate to what you were talking about feeling comfortable while yeah. learning new language because a few years ago I moved with my family to Spain and I I didn't know a word in Spanish language mm -hmm. let's be honest I yeah. was I was almost 40 years old myself so I started you know from zero to learn new language boy it was hard you know oh. because I struggled so much especially when it came to to practicing you know but yes compared yes. with my kids they were not nervous they started to speak with within few months and i was like oh mm. my god i wish i could i could be like them more right right so tell me about that why yeah. are we like that as yeah, we it's up? so it's so interesting right i think that adults obviously have more of a sense of that self-consciousness and i think mm -hmm. Adults have been kind of traumatized in a way around the <laughs> old way of education. If you think about mm -hmm. it, it's weird that we treat learning a language, which is a human connection skill, the same way we treat learning a history fact or mm -hmm. a, a political fact, right? These are not facts that we're learning. This is a connection interaction skill. So we should be learning it more viscerally. We should be out of our academic mentality and into more of a mentality of play, which is where mm -hmm. your kids hang out. Mm -hmm. when they take in the words. So that was really what we've always wanted to do and are doing at Allers English is we have a motto and we call it connection, not perfection. And this is something I could talk to your audience about when we get into how to grow a podcast, but it's very important to understand why you're podcasting and it has to be in your heart, like very, very deep. I think about my audience all the time. And that phrase, connection, not perfection, they resonate with it. Native speakers of English resonate with that because we all want to connect as human beings. It goes across everything we do in our business and our podcast. So that's kind of a first tip immediately for your audience is why do you podcast? And what is one phrase that's not just a slogan? It's so much more than a slogan, but it captures the, mm -hmm. the point of your show. Yeah. I love how you put that connection, not perfection. That really yeah. nails down everything here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about uh, connection, not perfection. <laughs> so if, uh, <laughs> if we would focus today here on those podcasters who have already established their podcast, right? And uh, they are already, you know, consistent with sharing this valuable content. And, and I'm sure they are looking for ways to have, you know, if not millions downloads monthly than at least you know tens of thousands downloads mm -hmm. so where should they start really? yeah well so as i said before the first tip i mean mm -hmm. figure out even if you've been podcasting for a while actually especially if you've been podcasting for a while you should have some insight or you listen to your episodes you listen to yourself on the microphone what are these recurring themes that keep coming up there's got to be some kind of theme now it's time to identify that. So as I said, ours is connection, not perfection. We trademarked that phrase. So the next, if you decide that's it and you know it in your gut, whatever it is, trademark it, right? Because mm -hmm. honestly, it doesn't cost a lot of money. I'm not sure internationally, but in the US, it costs about $2,000 to trademark a phrase. And that's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of your company, but it mm -hmm. adds value to your business. Okay, so trademark your phrase, start to put it everywhere on your show, on your website, in your marketing materials, start to be known for that. So think a little bit about your branding now that you're starting to gain an audience. 
I would definitely not do this at the beginning though. So that's the interesting part, right? I'm glad that your audience is further into this because mm -hmm. this is not something we can figure out if we haven't hit play on the microphone yet or we haven't published anything yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love the idea. I haven't done that. I haven't even thought about trademarking, you know, yeah. a yeah. slogan or something. But that's, yeah. a good, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, you don't have to do it on day one. It could be year one, you know, in the first mm -hmm. year or the second year after you've gotten mm -hmm. a little feedback from your audience to see how your values match with theirs and what really resonates with them. I love that. I, mm -hmm. I really love that. When I'm listening to some, you know, podcasts around podcasting, usually yeah. what I get out of the out of them are like, when talking about how to monetize podcasts, right? They start right. talking about the ads and you know getting paid, getting paid by the sponsored, right, content. So, but to be honest, it doesn't really match with my own values because okay. I don't feel that's the best way how to serve my own listeners. So yeah. what are your thoughts here? Mm. Yeah, so this is a complicated question. It really depends on, <clears throat> so it depends on what you're building, right? So mm -hmm. are you building, is your podcast a marketing channel to sell your own products and courses? Or do you want to just get paid to podcast as a media company? So for us, we're a little bit of both. We're an education company because we sell our own courses Mm -hmm. And we're also a media company because we do, we do have sponsors. We have ads. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's totally valid and okay to want to get paid for your work. We love just the art of podcasting. Honestly, I think I'd be okay if this is all I did all day. <laughs> and that points more to the ad supported model, right? So if you have the audience and you have a good fit with the advertisers, you trust them, there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to think, mm -hmm. what are you actually building? So that's the, mm -hmm. that's the question to ask yourself. I think that's a huge question <laughs> to ask from yourself. And you can also ask the same question from your audience, really, you know, to gather some feedback here, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You can. I mean, ultimately, if you're providing great content, your listeners are generally not going to have an issue if you have advertisers because they understand that if you're not selling your own courses, you have to be making money somewhere unless mm -hmm. it's a hobby. And that's great too, but we're not, we're talking about business here, right? They're, they course. should understand that. So if your content is top notch, they will support those ads. They will be okay with that. And other ways you could do it is you could ask for donations, you know, through something like mm -hmm. Patreon. We've never done that. Um, I'm curious how that would work. I have a feeling it wouldn't support a full-time job with a full staff, but you could try it. It would be kind of a third option, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. So what yeah. are like other ways uh, you see people are monetizing their podcast and... Uh Mm -hmm. monetizing the pot so not growing but just monetizing yeah just so monetizing we can, right sure now. Mm -hmm. yeah we can come back to mm -hmm. the growth part mm -hmm. sure well some things that we've done in the past is obviously we've sold our courses so we mm -hmm. launched our first online course in 2015 and we mm -hmm. niched down that's a really great thing to do to niche down a little bit into test prep uh, so we sold a course on preparing for the IELTS, the IELTS exam. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of your international listeners are going to know what that is. Mm -hmm. It's an immigration English language test. So selling courses, selling products. We sell our transcripts. 
we built an app. So built app development is very expensive. So I, unless you are in this business for many, many years and it's a long-term investment, I would do that. I would be careful mm -hmm. with that, but mm -hmm. it is a way to generate another revenue stream. You could do live events. We've done those. And there's a lot of things you can do. Um, but it's good to try to do things that have less overhead cost. <laughs> I would recommend. I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's very good what you what you're sharing here. Great ideas. But uh, but when it comes to to this podcast, to our podcast, my my main idea here is really to to you know offer these valuable insights and ideas. So I'm not even. Let's be honest, I haven't thought about monetizing my, my podcast, but of course, every day I'm thinking how to grow my podcast, you know, to have yeah. more listeners and to have more feedback. Yes, I think that's the right way to do it. Honestly, I mean, you don't need to think about monetizing right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, we mm -hmm. didn't really, really monetize properly until about a year in. Right. Mm -hmm. So we took our first sponsor after a year. We worked with mm -hmm. that sponsor for two years and then we stopped doing sponsors for another seven years and we started building our own online courses. But I think it's fantastic if you love what you do and you're providing great value. You're just providing value and building your email list for a year. Totally mm -hmm. fine. Totally fine. Okay. That's very good because the way I see marketing, it's all about that people should know about you they should like you and they like you yeah 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 and then you will build this trust and uh, exactly. later on, it's only natural that you know yes. that some of them convert into your clients because you know 100%. they see it's a yes. good fit for them so that's yes. my belief system <laughs> 100% agree with you I mean, eventually as you get further along you know you have those your you have your super fans mm -hmm. right your super fans that are these listeners that you're now taking care of every day every episode you're taking care of them for a year two years eventually yes they will buy something from you probably like an online course and then you're going to need to move more into the kind of the mainstream market. And that will involve advertising, Facebook mm -hmm. ads, Google ads. How do we break into a more an audience that doesn't know us yet? Right. But that's a little further along in terms of business building. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. So I know you have uh, mentioned that you love the topic of quizzes. Please yes. share. What do you I mean do. about with that? <laughs> Well, quizzes really works very well naturally for an English language adult learning community, right? Listeners, we're learning English mm -hmm. as adults, and it's easy for our listeners to go and take a quiz. But honestly, quizzes work really well for any, any area. Even a business podcast could create a quiz. It's basically a lead generator, right? So instead of saying, you know, come and download my video, come and download my ebook, ebooks are, I think ebooks are dead, <laughs> personally. Um, people want to know something about themselves from your piece of content. And what better way than a quiz? All they have to do is answer a few questions that you have created. Mm -hmm. And then you have categories of results, right? Type A, type B, type C, whatever it is. For us, it's English levels. It's a beginner, uh, intermediate, mm -hmm. upper intermediate, advanced, low advanced. You know, they get their results. They enter their email to get their results. So we are exchanging value. And this is kind of your value in the beginning as a podcaster, right? It's an ex the value is the email address so that you can keep in touch with them. Right? But how do you do that during the podcast? I, th I don't get that. 
Yeah, so we mention it a lot on our show. So we we, we have uh, baked in ads or dynamic ads mm-hmm. where we'll say mm-hmm. things like, hey guys, you know, don't forget that you can come to our website and take this quiz to get your fluency oh, score. Okay. Now I like come and I get thought you were doing score. it during the podcast somehow. No, yeah, they okay, do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a real challenge for podcasters, right? To get yep. our listeners to a browser, not easy, mm-hmm. not easy. Mm-hmm. Lately, we've been experimenting with QR codes as a way to kind of to get past that barrier that it, people really don't want to type in a URL, Okay. right? When they're on their phone, they hate mm-hmm. that, I think. Uh, so anyways, take a quiz exchange an email address for the results Mm -hmm. and then you're going to email them with their results you're going to explain their results and then you're going to give them next steps and those next steps could involve an automated webinar it could involve a free video Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and in that you know what we do is we offer our course we have a few different funnels that we've built where we offer our courses along with a bonus that corresponds to their level that's very good because I agree it is hard to get people from podcast to, you know, actually, I don't know, next to their computer because oftentimes people listen to podcasts while they are, I don't know, doing their exercises or they are walking outside or, you know, they are yeah. even not close to their um, yes. laptop, let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, it's a huge challenge. And that's one of the great things that I love about Mm -hmm. podcasting more than YouTube, right? YouTube's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't love YouTube. I think YouTube is such a distracting place. You know, we have the videos on the right side constantly, you know, asking us, come over here, come over here, come over here. Mm -hmm. With podcasting, we don't have that, which is so amazing. It's just you, your host, and your dog walking in the morning. It's so nice. But we do have challenges getting people over to the web to take a next step, for sure. Yeah, and and talking about challenges, because one of the biggest challenges, at least the way I see this, is to get people to give you those ratings and reviews. But this is mm-hmm. very important when it comes to rankings, right? So mm-hmm. what are your, I don't know, ideas or best practices you have seen here? <laughs> okay, yeah, I can say something about this. First of all, Apple doesn't share their algorithm, right? It's top secret. But we are pretty sure, the community is 90% sure, that ratings and reviews don't factor in directly, don't directly factor into your rankings or your downloads. They do Mm -hmm. indirectly, though, and that's because why would I listen to a podcast that has no ratings, right? So to get those listeners so they can review you. You mm-hmm. need ratings and reviews, yes. So they're not it's not a direct impact on your on your results, your downloads, but indirectly, yes. So things that we've done over the years to get reviews are we will just say thank you on the show. So we dedicate uh, you know every few weeks we'll look at our reviews. We use mypodcastreviews.com to consolidate mm-hmm. all of our reviews. And during the episode, we say, thank you so much to these people, XYZ from Saudi Arabia, this person from this country. Thank you so much, guys. If you if you have not left a review yet, leave a review and maybe you'll hear your name on the show. That actually over the years, over nine years, that actually has worked consistently doing that. That's one oh idea. Well, one that's, thing you can that's do. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's very I simple. I think I will start using that. <laughs> It's actually remarkably simple and people love it. They love hearing they love hearing us say their names. They love hearing their names. It it does work. And you know, other things you could do is do a review contest. 
when you launch a new show, you may mm-hmm. want to push a little harder for reviews. Uh, run a contest where you randomly, randomly, not based on their reviews, but randomly choose one person to gift them something like a course or a mm-hmm. free ebook or whatever you're giving away. It would be a more aggressive tactic. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, I think just saying thank you and that that's connected to consistently publishing all the time for many, many years. It does work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I'm just putting down those notes for myself. <laughs> So I won't forget about those later on. I I, I really love that. So what else is there we should consider? I know uh, that we should talk about consistency because everything comes down to that. Yeah, I I would say two more things I want to mention. Consistency Mm -hmm. and relationships. So we'll start with Mm -hmm. the consistency. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, this is not a sexy topic. (laughs) Um, and it's not flashy. It's not copywriting. It's not wordsmithing. It's not whiz bang things. It's just showing up every day. And the way to do this is two things. You need to love what you do. You have Mm -hmm. to love what you do. You have to be excited to be behind the microphone. If you don't just quit now, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it's a waste of time if you don't love it. Okay. So that's the first thing if we do. And then at that point, if we do love it, We have to set up systems. So we have to, even if we're not making money on our podcast, even if it's still kind of a hobby that you hope to make a business one day, we have to treat it like a business in the sense of you have systems. So you have an Mm -hmm. editor. We have a whole spreadsheet where it says episode number, date being published, where are the files? Is there video on this one or not? Is there a ad spot marked? What's the title? What's the intro? We we have the whole thing and our whole team goes in and they know exactly what they do every week at the exact same time for every episode. So it's a machine and every, you know, it's not just me, right? It's a team of like 10 of us that do it together. Podcasters, uh, editors, uh, virtual assistants, transcribers, editors of the transcript, app development so everyone has their role but it happens the same way every single week never changes you have to have that system in place yeah amen to that because yeah we also have this master excel <laughs> and i cannot uh you know even imagine how to work otherwise because you would no, be a no mess <laughs> I really like having it all in one sheet, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because then, you know, like every everything on that sheet matters that has to go live. Publish your episodes at the same time. Every every time you publish always the exact same time. So your listeners mm-hmm. know what to expect. It's mm-hmm. not about getting inspired. Oh, maybe I'll publish a podcast today. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. That does not grow a show. Right. You have a schedule. But tell us about your schedule. How how often uh, do you do podcast episodes and uh, how I don't yeah. know, long they are and uh, those things? Yeah, so this is another one of the strategic decisions that has allowed us to become so big. So 8 million downloads a month is what mm-hmm. we do. Um, we publish four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, wow. Wednesday, Thursday. And this sounds crazy. I sound like a crazy person right now, but we've never missed a day. Like we've never missed a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday since we started. Um, that means I've taken, I've taken six week trips. I've traveled, I've left the business behind, but when I do that, I start recording like five months in advance because I know Mm -hmm. I'm taking that trip, right? Mm -hmm. We get those things done. So it doesn't mean we don't take time off. It just means we know it's coming and we plan way, way before three months Mm -hmm. in advance. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we publish at 1 a.m. Eastern time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's our schedule for our bigger mm-hmm. show. And then we have a second show called IELTS Energy for anyone taking the IELTS exam. That one does about a million downloads a month. Um, that one publishes on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 1 a.m. Eastern time. Okay. Can I ask how big is your team? Who is helping you? you know, sure. With, with the podcast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, of course. So for podcasters, there are four of us. There's me. There's my co-host, Michelle. Aubrey is my other co-host. So her and Michelle kind of filter in together. It's all the three mm-hmm. of us are on there. And then Jessica is our other co- uh, podcaster and curriculum developer. And then we have our support staff, our amazing team, our editor. He's fantastic. We have our two two virtual assistants um, and then one transcriber. So that's four podcasters. Um, that's seven, eight. It's probably around eight or nine people that okay. work on it on a weekly mm-hmm. basis. Yeah. But you also put a lot of content out there, so it's only normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like we we now, um, YouTube is looking to start to get into the podcasting game. They're going to be a mm-hmm. player. So we're seeing that coming down the road, and we're now uh, recording a lot of our podcasts on YouTube. So we take the audio uh, and put it on podcast the podcast, and then take the video and put that on YouTube, mm-hmm. right? We, yeah, we do the same here. Yeah, I recommend yeah. that. I think that's a good... I mean, YouTube is the biggest search engine in the world. So Mm -hmm. if they say they want to be in podcasting, they'll be in podcasting. We don't Mm -hmm. know what it'll look like yet, but it's wise to start to put your show on YouTube right now. Yeah, of course. Especially, you know, it's one time recording and uh, it's it's a waste of time if you are doing, you know, video separately and audio separately. Exactly. uh, Have them together. So we talked about consistency and some strategy behind your podcast. But let's talk about uh, relationships as well. Yeah, this is huge. And honestly, I could have said this first. Um, I can't un- I can't overstate, you know, how important this is to the growth of your show. One of the, th- the first things that we did in the first 100 episodes, mm-hmm. I think at least 25 of those were guests where we saw people, we, actually sometimes just people we knew who were experts mm-hmm. in something that weren't even podcasters, but many of them were podcasters that had bigger shows. Mm-hmm. So we invited them on our show. We didn't ask to go on their show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they invited us. But we invited them on our show because we we said, hey, we want your voice. We're starting something new. We want to know you. We want to introduce you to our audience. And they came Mm -hmm. on. Now we know them. I've collaborated with most of them two or three or four times over the last nine years. Some of them are friends of mine. And now our strategy is we're getting to know new podcasters, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, New people are coming up and starting to do well. We reach out. We get to know them. Things that we've done in collaboration is promo swaps. Mm. So you can do a promo swap where you exchange impressions. You basically say, hey, uh, send me talking points. I'm going to make an ad for your show. I'll send you talking points. You do the same. We exchange 50,000 impressions. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have an ad ho- a host that counts impressions of an ad, you can just bake it in and that's fine. But it's it's good if the shows are more or less the same size, right? So that feels more fair. But if, mm-hmm. if it's not, it's fine too, right? It's in the beginning, just getting your, you know, your show out there. We also do a lot of collaborations like what you and I are doing, having mm-hmm. someone on your show, going on someone else's show, if it makes sense for your audience, um, is 
a great way to build a friendship and get your voice out there. Feed drops are something else you can do. Let me know if this is too much. <laughs> What is feed drops? I've never heard. Yeah. So <clears throat> a feed drop is kind of, I guess you'd say like a more advanced technique that a lot of the bigger networks do. Um, you can actually ask someone and it, sometimes you may have to pay for this, right? Because if there's a big show, they may have a price for this, but basically mm -hmm. they would take one of your episodes and put it in their feed. And then they would record like an intro and outro and say, Hey guys, today we have an episode from Marlies from P powerful marketers. This is what she's going to talk about. And here's why this matters for you. I recommend you go check out this podcast. You know, it can be great because it gets their in audience in front of another um, another show, works great for you. Um, this is another thing that really works because these are all things that are within the podcasting ecosystem. Mm -hmm. The things that may not work as well are things like social media. I would I think it's kind of a waste of time if that's your only method of marketing because a lot of Instagram users don't listen to podcasts, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's good in the beginning to stay inside podcasting. We do have a big problem as an industry. We have to get them in. We have to get new listeners, but that's not necessarily your problem to solve as you're just getting started. Yeah. And there are different generations on the marketplace. So it really depends, yeah. you know, who you are targeting. <laughs> it does. That's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe if your target market is like Gen Z teenagers, mm -hmm. 15 year olds, You may not, I, I don't know if they listen to podcasts. I mean, I hope they do because we, <laughs> otherwise this TikTok. industry's, they're on TikTok, you know, mm -hmm. maybe when they get older, they'll get bored with TikTok. I don't love TikTok. <laughs> I think you don't like TikTok, right? I don't know. Um, but yeah, you, you want to be where your audience is. Exactly. I think that's, that's very, you know, crucial even because too often I hear, you know, you know, this marketing is not working for me and I'm like, okay, what do you do? Well, I do Facebook ads. I'm like, maybe your target no. audience is not there. Have you thought Face about that? <laughs> no. I mean, Facebook ads are okay. Like, we do Facebook ads to sell our courses and our programs. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to get a podcast listener, just find a podcast listener who listens to other podcasts, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's just so much easier. It's so much easier. I know. I know. Oh, my God. I just love the content you're sharing. So what else is there? <laughs> When I it mean, comes to relationship building. Yeah, really. So cultivate those relationships. The other mm -hmm. thing I would say, um, you know, be there for these people, make friends with them, actually strategize with them. Now, this might feel a little weird, especially if they're direct competitors with you. But I'm a member of a couple of mastermind groups, mm -hmm. um, even within my industry, you know, ESL, English as a second language content creators mostly they're youtubers actually um that we meet four times a year for three and a half hours it's a long long meeting and we share our challenges we ask each other questions we're also competitors but we mm -hmm. help each other so i think the online creator space can still be collaborative especially mm -hmm. in podcasting podcasters are a special group they're they're i don't know they're smart they're they love to talk <laughs> So, so make friends, set up a mastermind group with these people, mm -hmm. go to conferences. You know, there are conferences just about podcasting. There's the podcast movement every year in, in August. There is the evolutions, uh, in LA or Las Vegas in March every year. 
go to these conferences, meet people and just start to make friends in your space. That's what I would say. I didn't know about podcast movement. I should check yeah, that out. <laughs> you should. Let me know if you go next year. It's in Denver, actually, next year. So I want to come to Denver anyways. We just <laughs> spoke about that earlier. So yeah, I think that's huge. And uh, when it comes to collaborating, even with your competitors, I think, you know, there are almost 8 billion of us in the world. So I think yeah. there's plenty of room for everybody. So... You exactly. Worry about competitors. Exactly. I mean, if you what it comes down to, if you know you're making great content mm-hmm. and you're spending time putting out great content, you have a relationship with your audience. Yeah. You're not that replaceable with another host, right? Your audience knows certain quirks about you. They know like what kind of coffee you drink. You know, they know these little weird things about you, right? Because you share these things sometimes mm-hmm. on your show and you have their personality. Like you connect with them in that way. And so it doesn't have to be so cutthroat competitive because mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. allowed to shine and show our personality as it interacts with our content. So I don't know. worry about it. Don't worry about them <laughs> stealing your audience. Just make friends. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I just love it. So what else is, is there what, what you feel like you should definitely, you know, say to those listeners who are right now thinking, okay, yeah, I have my podcast. I'm, you know, happy with where I am, but I would love to have millions of downloads every month. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, those are kind of the three building blocks that I, I wanted to share is, you know, be consistent understand what your purpose is and turn that into kind of a phrase and a, a you know an easy to say thing that immediately they understand mm-hmm. um and have a team as i said make sure you're not doing this by yourself mm-hmm. it helps to have a co-host too and it helps to have mm-hmm. someone else's voice on the microphone with you build relationships in your industry and then do collaborations between podcasts as a way of mark i would spend 80 percent of my marketing time and money there not on paid ads for the podcast for Mm -hmm. podcast listeners as you get more advanced you could start buying ads on podcasts and we've started to do this too right so this is a more advanced technique especially if you know that you're you are actually monetizing your show in that way Mm -hmm. at that point it does make sense to buy an ad on another podcast through like an agency Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. targeting certain ages certain country whatever Um, but that comes later right we want to get in the beginning it's organic it's energy (laughs) it's just passion (laughs) you got to run off that passion for your topic and your people yeah i just love that oh my god there's so much we can do with with our podcasts really oh it's amazing (laughs) yeah it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, at first I also started with that, you know, it was like more like a hobby and uh, I just wanted to, you know, put some edible uh, content out there. But now I would say I feel more like re- I should be more responsible already because, you you know, I feel like I have done this so long and maybe I should really focus more about um, building those relationships that you are just right now mentioning. So. Yeah, Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think coming back to like understanding again, like I said in the beginning, why do you podcast? Are you building like an education company or something where Mm -hmm. you're going to sell your own things? Mm -hmm. Then maybe Mm -hmm. also spending more time working on your funnels, 
mm-hmm. right? The funnels that we mentioned before, the quizzes. How do we convert listeners into our courses, right? How do we get them to understand this is going to help them increase their skills and better their life versus is it really more about the podcast itself? Is it mm-hmm. just about the art of podcasting? And then are we just looking to build our audience in that way? It's mm-hmm. kind of two different like tracks. Yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the art of podcasting, as you just put that, mm-hmm. are there any, I don't know, great tips or best practices? I mean, when it comes to quality, you know, uh, of how you podcast, maybe some great questions or I don't know, yeah. something. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I have a lot of things. I think it comes back to finding a beautiful balance between consistency in the format, Mm -hmm. meaning branding, and they understand what they're going to get versus as well as creativity and space for spontaneity. So what I mean by that is the branding and the consistency part is every episode has the exact same format, right? We have Mm -hmm. title. We have an intro. We have a, we call it a whiff It's a what's in it for me. It's 13 mm-hmm. seconds where we say why you should listen and how it's going to help your life. Immediately they understand that. Then we go into the main episode and then we have an outro. We have music in the exact <laughs> same spot every time. This is something that br- helps with branding because they know they're listening to All There's English. They know mm-hmm. what time they're going to drop. The episode's going to drop. It's the same thing every time. But in the white space, there's laughter there is spontaneity there's role plays which they love our listeners love role plays just to see how these words english words are used in real life there is there are stories right so it's like that balance between i know what to expect when i when i see my next episode of all there's english dropping mm-hmm. and i'm excited for what i'm gonna learn maybe it's something new like there's the the um kind of like like when we check our email there's like a dopamine rush like what is it it's kind of like that like what's it gonna be you get your audience mm-hmm. a little hooked on it which is great because then they learn for a language they then get better and they feel more confident which is the connection piece that we're all working towards yeah. right oh my god i i love it so please tell where should people go if they want to connect with you and learn more about you know yeah. How to learn English. <laughs> or how to build sure. a podcast, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have both. So the first thing I would say, if you are an international English language learner, an international professional, global professional, and you want to learn English, right, for your career or just for your life as a hobby, come and download and listen to our podcast, right? Come to, just type in into the search bar right now, All Ears English Podcast. You're going to see me and Michelle on there all ears English, just hit follow, hit that follow button right away and follow us four days a week. Um, And then if you are, maybe you are uh, a native speaker of English, you're not looking to improve your English necessarily, you can connect with me um, on LinkedIn. So you could find me on LinkedIn. My name is Lindsay McMahon. um, And we can talk about how to start your podcast. I'm offering some Uh, Some very informal mentoring right now, helping people get their podcast going, grow their show so they can find me over there or they can email me at lindsay at allearsenglish.com. Love that. We will put those links next to the episode as well. So it's easy for them to to find you. So last but not the least, I have those one minute questions now for you. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for that? Because we also want to have fun with (laughs) here <laughs> all right let's do it <laughs> so first 
a song that inspires you and why oh my gosh a song that inspires me and why I love anything by Lady Gaga because she's got energy. I went to her concert in Boston and I felt so energized. I love how she shows up in the world. So anything by Lady Gaga is is my jam. <laughs> but let us know at least one song because we want to add it to our Spotify list. Oh my God. I don't know the name of the song. <laughs> I love also Lady Gaga. I have also been... Her concert. I know. Let me see. Good. What is the actual name la, of her la, most? La, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So da. bad romance. I like. Oh, That's a great one. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> bad romance. It is. <laughs> Thank you. So next one, and here, here it comes. A quote you think our listeners should know, and why? Yeah, so this one is easy. So this is a quote by the Dalai Lama. I love following the Dalai Lama. And he says, I believe that the very purpose of life is to be happy. I think this could resonate a lot with your listeners. Mm -hmm. I understand where they are as small business owners. You have to do mm -hmm. everything. You have to do the finance, the bookkeeping, the payroll, the marketing, <laughs> the delivery mm -hmm. of the product. It is so hard some days. But at the core, you should be happy, right? Because your work is allowing you to have this freedom that you don't have to go to a nine to five job. You don't have to report to a boss. That should really trump all of the fact, the fact that you're so scattered and stressed all the time. At the core, you should be happy. If you're not, you need to look into doing something else, right? I just love it. That is so deep and powerful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, the last questions. So please share five steps on getting your podcast strategy right. Today. Okay, so, so just to review, we'll talk about what we talked about. So number one would be putting together your, your, the meaning, the purpose. It mm -hmm. starts with purpose, right? Why do you mm -hmm. serve your audience? Who are they? Get a, get a kind of a saying or a slogan. What is it that matters to you about what you're doing? So have that mm -hmm. purpose. Number two, recruit your team. We don't do this mm -hmm. alone. We never do mm -hmm. this alone, right? You can't. It's literally impossible. Find a team, whether that's a co-host or support staff, editors, get your team. Number three, make friends in your industry. Make sure you know everyone in your industry and they know mm -hmm. you, right? Mastermind with them. Sit down, strategize, help them grow their businesses and collaborate with them to grow your show. Uh, let's see, how many is that, Marilise? Is that four? Three. Collaboration was... Yeah, be consistent. Be consistent yeah. with uh, your content. So it's not just dropping the episode on the days you say you will, at the times you say you will for trust with your audience. It's also consistency in your format. What mm -hmm. happens first? What happens next? Where's your music bed? Right? All of these things create trust with your audience so they know exactly what to expect. And number five, after you've been podcasting for a while, ask yourself, what is the point of the show? Where am I going? Am I building, is this a marketing mm -hmm. channel so I can actually convert my listeners to other things like courses, live events to help them more? Or is this a media company where I'm just going to get as many listeners as, as I can and just focus on the show, making the show better? Because those are kind of two different directions that we may not face in the beginning, but eventually we want to ask those questions. So those are kind of the five things. Love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here with us today. <laughs> You're welcome. This has been fun. Thank you, Marlies, for having me on. Thank you. <laughs>
Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. But make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind. We would really appreciate it if you would rate this podcast and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. That will help us and other potential uh, new listeners. Until next time.